0: 60 minutes. And you're with
1: us. Accompanied by their manager, the Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Smoughdown Galaxy on the podcast feed. We are back with another bonus episode. Another press conference was held this past Wednesday, and in it, you will be hearing from other after-shows such as A Certain Point of View, The Insight, Call to Action, The Supernova Show, and Ourselves. And not only will you be hearing from the chairman, Christian Holoff, but you will also be hearing from the current challenger to the Schmodown Singles Championship, Sam Levine, and you will be hearing from the Schmodown Singles Champion herself, Marisol McKee. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the press conference. Okay. Today
2: we're going to start with Colton Roberts for the first question of round one.
3: Okay. Okay. My my question is, uh, since the showdown follows wrestling yeah. or uh, wrestling storylines, will you guys if Sam wins on Friday, will you guys pull a Becky Lynch and uh, assume his title reign never ended and begin it again now with the same reign?
4: Uh, no, we won't. We, uh, that, I I that's a great question, but no, we would we if if Sam. And that's a big F if Sam beats uh, Marisol, um, it would he would it would it would be a second title reign and he'd have it wouldn't he wouldn't have like this wouldn't count as like a a third defense or his next one would be a third defense. No, he would have to he would have to do it in the same way. He chose to leave. Becky Lynch did not Becky Lynch left for for very different reasons. Um, It's a great question.
2: Moving on, our next question is going to be from Dagan from Let's Get Ready. Cool. Hey, Christian, thanks again so
5: much for uh, helping put over my show and giving humility and everything recently. Really appreciate your support. Yeah. Um, Wanted to ask about this uh, tweet you put out earlier about the new player ranking system. How does this system differentiate from ranking systems in the past given the, the new format and everything? And can we expect players like maybe barbarian or the loser of this uh, chance versus bibs match coming up to sort of slip down in the rankings and how long it would take them to get back to the number one contender path.
4: So the answer to that question is it doesn't really change at all, except the fact that now you see the visuals as opposed to just a bunch of names and numbers on the website, right? Like it was, the idea was to make sure that it was pretty cut and clear that you say, okay, that's a picture of the champion. And those are the faces of the people that are fighting to, to, to climb the ladder um so the and the way the way it works is no different than when there was when the last two years it's the same way it's like you you win and depending on how like i saw some silly silly stupid comment about how janine didn't deserve to be there and janine is a, fi- a semi-finalist and beat dan merle and beat mike kalinowski and took marisol mckee to sudden death and she um yeah she lost to ethan recently but she fought herself away from a from a tko and she got herself um, she got she and she fought like the warrior that she is. So she is. You remember she was three and she dropped to like whatever it is seven or eight now. Um, so there's always a way to jump up uh, significantly from a win because there's not because there's just there's a few matches that are coming up that you could see a dramatic shift in someone that's here today might not be there tomorrow and and vice versa. Great.
2: Next question is going to be from Galaxy Geeks.
6: Hey, man. So my question is with how Titans is set up, how pay-per-views are set up and how you have to market the pay-per-view. Could we still see within pay-per-views a triple threat randomly appear within the match? Not saying that could happen, but could we see that happen?
4: Is it possible you're asking? Yes. Yes, it's certainly possible.
6: Okay. Yeah. Great.
2: Right. Next question will be from Jake Berlin.
7: Hey, uh, real quick, just on the pay-per-view for Friday, how much are you loving the fact that uh, the first title match of the year is an old school versus new school with Sam and Marisol? Digital age versus original, two different styles of play. That's got to be something you've been thinking about.
4: Yeah, of course. I I would say more so new school versus old school, because um, even though Marisol, I think she, she probably, I think she made her name in digital, so that's not necessarily, but she... Really popped as a superstar at the Cantina um, at in Brooklyn at the Spectacular. So she's no she's no stranger to in person studio events at this point. You know she's kind of made her name. Uh, by by able to do that but I, I certainly understand the, the point you're making with um, it is a new school versus old school and it is I mean Sam Levine has managed in the digital age but he doesn't yeah. but that's not how he competed he's uh, all he knows is big events and big defenses and things of that nature and he clearly showed that when he showed up against the barbarian and did what he did so now he's got a it's it is and he went on and his last match before the barbarian was title matches. You know, he hadn't played a three round singles match in, I don't even know how long it was. Uh, it, if well, his last three round singles match, I think was in the, in the finals against a JTE or no, that was five rounds also. So it was whoever it was. My Cal I can't remember who he played, but it was, it was like, that was a long time ago. So the fact that now he showed that he could do the three round. Now he comes back to do the five and to go up against Marisol McKee. Yeah, certainly it is, it is that it's either going to be one of those things where Marisol is going to really take the torch here or Sam's going to pick it back up and 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 blend into you know this new kind of um school player that that we have now.
8: Next question would be for Megan from Call to Action. Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh so with kind of looking at the title pictures that we've been seeing over the past couple seasons, is there any thought or consideration into developing something like the light heavyweight or the hardcore type of belt for some of those mid to upper tier competitors that haven't been able to be in the title picture because of the number of main titles that we've been having throughout the seasons?
4: Yeah, no, it's a great question. We've been definitely been asked that uh before inside of like, you know, it's like the mid-tier championship, right? It's just I think it's something I really want to talk to the players about in general because, and, and I, and maybe it's just my own thing, but it just seems like a constellation prize personally, you know, it's like, cause it's, it's, it's different when there's cruiserweights and lightweights and things because they're just not big enough to hang with the, the bigger talent. Right. So I just think that, there's ways to look at someone like the kid when the kid came in and lost to Ayama in that first match, you're like, okay, he's, he's okay. And then he just, he, he started to develop more and more and more as a player. And you're like, I don't know if he can hang. And now you certainly know that he can hang, you know, there's people like, look at Chance Ellison. Chance Ellison is still um, he he's only 24 or 25 years old or whatever he is. And he's still, he still, has this vast knowledge and he's, he's, he's not a mid tier guy. He's a guy that could be chance champion but if he goes and plays for a mid-tier championship it's like is that a constellation prize because he can't get it done um i understand the sentiment behind it but i just don't know how it's how it's overall perceived i think the the intercontinental belt in wwe was created for that especially it was created a long time ago but like during the hulk hogan golden era it was given to the guys like randy savage and and um steamboat because they weren't given the title away to anybody except Hulk Hogan during that four-year stretch. So that was a place for Macho man to shine and 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 the honky tonk man to shine and all that stuff. Um that's kind of what the inner geekdom is for us. You know, if you can't if you can't hang in the in the singles division, or I shouldn't say can't hang, can't can't get to that spot, and maybe you have a very good knowledge in geek. I mean, look at Mike Kalinowski. Mike Kalinowski is a very good singles player, but he's a great inner geekdom player. So that's I'm not saying no, I just don't, I just don't know how it would be perceived. No. Thank you. Thanks, Max.
2: Great. Next question will be from Tim from the Insight.
1: Hello, Christian. Hey, Tim. So, um, just kind of wondering from your perspective, we uh, have seen that, well, with Marister McKee now coming in as the next singles champion to attempt to defend three consecutive times, you've seen already that you've seen championship belts in his front defended already, three times or more with obviously the Patriots, uh, Alex statement. And of course, recently uh, Mike Kalinowski, we haven't seen, yeah, we haven't seen it yet in what many would consider the premier division. That is the singles division. And why do you think it's difficult to defend three times consecutively in a singles division and in all the other divisions from, you know, being behind the desk and from, you know, playing for a short
4: time? That's a great question. I think that it's, it's, It just depends on its its streak, right? And it's also the time that the division – I think all the divisions are hard. Um, And I just think that the singles division has been the hardest because that's been the consistent amount of top-tier hard competition since day one. Um, That's where the the best of the best always played. And you look at – and nothing against Alex Damon's run, obviously. Alex Damon had to beat some really good players in his four defenses, but – he beat everyone that was in the division at the time, you know, like Laura Kelly and and Ken and um, and uh, Joseph, uh Scrimshaw and then um, and then Ace, which was, I guess, one of the new ones. But like he he had to it, it, he it, it was that's not easy to do. It's still pretty, pretty hard. And the same thing with Mike, like before, remember before Mike, no one had defended that title twice the inner geekdom was the one that was the, that that was the hardest one before. But, but now that Mike's done it three times, everyone says, well, why is singles the hardest? Because well, it's actually IG before Mike was, was the hardest. No one had ever done it. it was, Chandra was trying to do it. And I mean, Mara Canopic, as great as she is, um, she hadn't defended the title again. Mike Mike's now done it three times. So that just shows the kind of player that Mike is as far as singles go. It's just, there's just so much top tier talent out there. And I think that the speed round is and i i think this was the other day i was listening to Jake show and um and they were talking about how it's just i don't i never understood how anybody could argue against speed round versus fast money i just don't understand it. it's just such more it's so much more exciting and it also allows it's that skill and then people are, well it's not about knowledge of course it's about knowledge who gets the who gets the the information first and who can and and then it is about reflexes get it's get the information first and then go to 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 buzz in to make sure that you got it um and i think that that's what the equalizer is inside of um the, the title matches and so marisol McKee's pretty damn good on that speed round and i know that i know that uh sam is also he made his career on it so it's going to be it's going to be a barn burner i'm not sure i don't i don't marisol could certainly do it i wouldn't bet against her um and if she does it then maybe people are going to start saying once she let's say she gets the five defenses then they're going to say why is it so easy to defend in the singles division so you know you never know it's just it's a product of the time
2: okay we have completed our first round of questions christian do you want to go to the second round
4: yes please oh okay i see um which so uh, i guess i can Actually. Hi
2: Sam, thank you for joining us today. Oh,
4: he hello is. everyone. So, ladies and yes, gentlemen, so yeah. So before we started, Sam? before we start our uh, our second round of questions, we have the number one contender and challenger for the world title, former movie trivia Schmodown singles and teams champion, coming back after four years off. I, Sam, I was trying to think before your last three rounder before Barbarian was in the ultimate Schmodown, Who was that against? Was it against Roca in singles? Singles. It singles. was against. Um, Roca, uh,
0: whoever I had to beat right before JTE because JTE and I played right, each other in the five. finals.
4: I thought it was Roca.
0: I think it was Rachel actually.
4: Was it Rachel? Uh, see, yeah, I think I had to beat
0: Rachel to go to play JTE in was the it? finals.
4: Okay, because it was Cause it, it was, was...
0: Bibs then Roca.
4: Okay, then Rachel then
0: Rachel then JTE then you.
4: That, listen to that lineup though i mean that's that's what people don't understand like back then like okay he just he, he he did what he had to do but like now after they've proven the legends that they are all those people that you named they're all, they're all legends and yeah. uh yeah what a what a run that was so um, all right so anybody so you guys you guys have been i've been i've done these press conferences you've asked me enough questions i mean if you want to ask me another one of course i'll answer them but you got <laughs> you got sam here so um so you want to so yeah. susan should we start with sam
2: We'll start uh, with round two. Colton Roberts, you get the first question.
3: Okay. Um, Since I'm not 100% sure how long Oyama has to cash in his free-for-all, Sam, Mm -hmm. are you concerned with that coming Friday night? I I am
0: entirely focused on the task at hand. It would be getting way too far ahead of myself to think that I should be thinking about Oyama right now. I am solely focused on Marisol McKee. Our
1: next
2: question comes from Dagan. Hey, Sam. Good to see you. Good to see you back in the league.
5: It's been very exciting. Uh, I was going to ask about this new rule change this season. The betting round, you can actually get a mulligan and spin again. So how Mm -hmm. do you think that could potentially come into play in this big title match?
0: I think it's one of the better rule changes in recent memory because prior to that, unless if we're talking about a championship match, unless spinners and opponents are now wildcard slices are on the wheel. One person spinning at once without getting a redo doesn't really matter who spins. So it wasn't necessarily advantageous to you to be the one spinning in the betting round. And now it is. So I'm a big, big, big fan of that. And, uh, look, if I get to spin first, I'd love knowing that I have the choice of taking them all again and doing it again. And, uh, you know, if my opponent does, uh, obviously I'll be sad if it lands on something I like the first time, and then you know my opponent decides to spin away. But them's the them's the breaks. That's why it's uh, it makes having the lead going into the betting round that much more important. Great. Next question will be from
2: Galaxy Geeks.
6: Thanks, Sam. So my question is, with being on so many list of the goats for so many before the season. What was your thoughts going into the season where if you came in losing, you could end up looking a lot worse in a lot of people's eyes? What was your thoughts coming in?
0: Uh, th- that's for sure. Um, the, 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 basically, it came down to me realizing I am perfectly fine with what I did years ago in the Schmodown. And my hope was that no matter what happens with me on this run, whether it be successful, whether I flame out right away, that that portion of my Schmodan career, no one could really touch. uh, And it, and it spoke for itself. And I definitely, you know, thought like, look, I could go in there. I could, I could play the barbarian. It could not go my way. It could be real bad. And if that were the case, then at least I would say, all right, well, I've got the rest of the season to try to build some momentum and get back to the player I used to be. I got to get my sea legs back. And obviously I'm very happy with the way I played against Barbarian. But yeah, there is a a degree where every time I go out there and play, I'm a little bit thinking of, you know, that legacy, but that's not really how I'm trying to approach it. I kind of, I'm playing each match as one match and nothing else. And, uh, and that's, I, I think the, the only way I'll be okay with myself is not getting too you know, thinking too big of a picture in my own head.
2: Great. Next question will be from Jake Berlin.
7: Hey Sam, thanks for joining us. Uh, you, you've played some really, really great players in uh, in the past, former seasons when you were playing a couple of years ago. Um, is the approach to Marisol similar from what you've played in the past, or is it a little bit different now that you have the managing experience as well? You've seen players how they kind of uh, adjust or. Maybe are preparing for a match? Are you taking any of that with you into Marisol uh
0: very much um yeah, no, I mean, my own personal way of of preparing uh where I, and I watch every single movie that's ever been made twice uh it sounds time consuming, but I watch everything <laughs> on one and a half speed, so it takes like twenty <laughs> twenty five minutes um that that part hasn't changed. The strategy going in, thinking about my opponent, thinking about their strengths, their weaknesses. Some of them have no weaknesses, as as Marisol McKee clearly does not. Um, And and it's just sort of figuring out, you know, what slices I'm hoping to have on the wheel, uh, what slices I'd love to see on the wheel, what slices I'm hoping are not on the wheel kind of thing, (laughs) but you can only hope so much. And then basically with someone as strong as a player as she is, there's not that much for me to do in terms of counter strategy. It really comes down to me being confident that I'm stepping into the ring, able to play my best game.
2: Great.
8: Thank you. The next question is from Megan from Call to Action. Thanks for stopping by, Sam. Uh, Now that you've gotten past Barbarian, is your motivation different or renewed coming into this match against Marisol, given the fact that you've gotten over that initial hump of coming back into the studio after four years and getting that victory.
0: Um, yeah. My, my goal now is to win this match. Um, actually, that's not true. My goal as it was before playing the match against Barbarian is not to embarrass myself. Um, and that's the real truth is I, I don't want to say my hopes are not high, but like I'm not at all confused about how good a player Marisol McKee is. So my expectations are very realistic. I I hope to have a competitive match. I hope to not embarrass myself and if I can get a little lucky, who knows. But um my goal is as I you know just I play one match at a time and uh, as long as I don't miss questions that I knew the answer to, as long as I don't check down on questions that I'm pretty sure I already knew the answer to. Those are the things that are going to bother me. Uh, And so as long as I can avoid stuff like that, whatever the outcome is, is what the outcome is. Um, And as long as, again, I just, I keep thinking of the movie Rocky Balboa. I'm not trying to reclaim my, my old glory. I'm not trying to win a belt and defend it X times. I'm trying to just prove to myself that I can still fight and compete at the level that I used to. That's all.
4: You still stuff in the basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, great. Next question will be from Tim from the Insight.
1: Hello, Sam. So, uh, so you know that you know they are back in the singles division because you know uh, when you said in your retirement that there's not much to do, and now there's more to do, especially in the division with these new challenges. And I'm curious, what about for teams? Is there, Do you have any plans on returning back to uh, play in the team's division and if there is a certain teammate that you want to uh, join with?
0: Um, well, as I've said many, many times, uh, Drew McQueenie, the godfather, is my ride or die. And right now for me, I am solely focused on the task at hand, which is hopefully winning a belt or at the very least – staying near the level of the top so that if it doesn't go my way this time, I can hopefully again in the near future play for a belt. Um, So I'm, I'm entirely thinking about that right now. I'm not really thinking about teams. Drew and I have not um, talked about it. I'm not sure what his plans are to be quite honest with you. I do know that, you know, he's, he's a very busy guy. He's got his own stuff going on. He's got his own feelings about the Schmodown, But I certainly cannot. I'm not going to speak for him. Uh, but I'll just say, if I were ever going to play as a team, there is no one in the world I would want by my side more than the great Drew McQueenie.
4: And I will say, jumping in on that, I also remember last time we had Sam playing in two divisions, he stepped down and retired. I don't want him to get burnt out. <laughs> so, so let's so let's uh, let's keep let's keep him in on one division and see how he does in this one. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. All, right. All right, thanks. Yeah.
2: Perfect. So we went through um, this round. So we'll do one more round of questions. Uh, Sam, if you can stay with us for that. Yep, no problem. Perfect. So uh, next round, Colton Roberts, you have the first question.
3: Uh, I know it's been discussed before that if Guy hadn't beat Merle, that it would have been Sam Levine versus uh, Dan Merle. Sam, are it now that you're back, would, would you want to play Dan again? I'll say this. I had, I had actually already stepped down
0: and retired. I'd made that decision before Dan announced he was coming back. So a lot of people like to do a little bit of revisionist history. Oh, Sam only stopped playing because Dan was coming back. My retirement happened before Dan said he was coming back. So I did not, I was not thinking about that uh, four years ago when I made that decision. So, Dan and I played once, it didn't go my way. And sort of the way I've always seen it was, if I ever came back to play, and if Dan and I ever played each other again, whether it was for a belt or not, at that point, realistically, for me to claim victory over him, I'd actually have to win two matches. Because if I somehow play Dan and then win that one, everyone's going to say, well, Sam won one and Dan won one. We need a rubber match.
4: I would so if saying, I play I him, say, I I play him and
0: lose, conversation's over. So, look, I don't control the matches. I don't control the matchups. Um, but should I play Dan Merle again? Obviously, I would hope for a different outcome than last time. But uh, you you can't say the word goat when it comes to the down and not automatically think of Dan. So that is, you know, th- that's something I, I haven't forgotten. He's pretty much the best there is so I'm I'm hoping we can steer clear of each other for at least a little while next
2: question from Dagan yeah so Sam you
5: declared that you're sort of going to be a rogue player you're not going to have a manager but we did see uh the great Rachel Cushing uh come out after your victory over Barbarian so Mm -hmm. how influential has she been in sort of helping you get back in the ring and uh yeah just congrats to both of you
0: Oh, thank you very much. Um, she has been the the greatest off-screen uh, partner, both in real life and when it comes to uh, the Schmodown. Uh, I mean, we are movie people. So several times a day, throughout the day, just peppered into our regular conversations, we will ask things like, hey, who directed this? Or who plays the bad guy in this? Just to keep each other fresh at it's what we do. It's how we communicate, and uh, and that's just for funsies. So when it comes down to actually buckling down and studying, uh, there's there's no one better, and I'm incredibly grateful to her for uh, the the help and support that she has given me. Um, but in terms of managing, I, I I think I said in my match against Barbarian, nobody manages me better than me. Like, that's that was the thing that I felt I brought to the managing world when I was managing the usual suspects was of the, you know, since at that time, the challenging something relied much more heavily on your manager than the player. I felt like I was probably in the best position to challenge things that may have been accidentally incorrect or ambiguous, more so than other managers might have. So I feel like I haven't lost that skill set.
2: Next question from Luke,
6: uh, with Luke from Galveston. So, Sam, since you are an incredible actor and have such amazing acting chops and we see you coming back, but basically just playing yourself. Do you see in the future leaning towards a persona or leaning towards a heel persona or because you have an edge to you, but we're not really seeing you be able to use your acting chops yet?
0: I mean I appreciate that but I'm 100% acting when I'm out there. I will bet you didn't even know that in real life I have a, a Spanish accent. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's look man, the lights go on, I don't know I whatever you think you know about me, I'm in the moment. I'm yeah. the inglorious one when the I, I, go
4: I on. will I will say that's uh that I think that's a testament to how good Sam is. Um and Sam, Sam certainly is has performed many times over and whether it's a whether it's in certain scenes that we've shot and whether it is stuff that we have done in the barbarian episode whether it's the stuff he's a lackadaisical uh commissioner i will say this uh off uh, off the record here sam is the is a not a lazy person and yet we he certainly seemed like a lazy layabout as a commissioner so sam sam is acting more than you know and his co- and his comedic chops are off the charts so um So, yeah, just because he's playing, just because he's playing himself, it doesn't mean that he doesn't, he's not doing some character stuff.
0: Think of me as being, as John Malkovich and being John Malkovich. That's right. Next question from
2: Jake Berlin.
7: Uh, Yeah, so speaking of the usual suspects, uh, one of your former players, Mr. Ethan Irwin, uh, decided to take a big turn this season. Um, What do you think about his now heel persona joining Roxy and the possibility of playing him in the future?
0: I'll tell you this. I didn't think he was going to be so angry when (laughs) we dissolved the suspect that for, for being as calm a guy as he is during matches, that one surprised even me. So um, I'm terrified of him. I was already terrified of him. Now I'm extra terrified of him, but uh, I think uh, with Roxy in his corner, that is a perfect fit. Um, And uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, my goal I don't say goal. One of my hopes for coming back as a player was that I wouldn't have to uh, at least immediately play any of the former members of the usual suspects. Um, And so, so far in my first two matches, uh, the, the one that I've already played, the one I'm about to play, no former members of the usual suspects. So I'm, I'm, I'm two for two so far on that, but beyond what happens in this match with Marisol, I have no guarantees. So I'll just say if, Uh, Mr. Ethan Irwin and I were to go head to head in the ring, he's got a bit of fire and attitude behind him that I'm very scared of. Great. Next question,
2: Megan from Call to Action.
8: So given your past proficiency and what you've had with movie release dates Marisol, he has also shown and said to have some proficiency there as well. Do you see that playing into your title match coming up on Friday?
0: Um, I I, I mean, it cannot be understated. I can't find any weaknesses in her game. Um, And so for me, I wanted to focus on my strengths. So I wouldn't be surprised to see movie release dates on the wheel, if I didn't put it there, maybe she'll put it there. As you so pointed out, she is also pretty proficient in it. Um, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, she knows she knows movie trivia. So uh, I'm not going to put some, not you know put myself in a position to not potentially hit something that I feel like I'm good at. Uh, so it's more about playing the best offensive game that i think i can rather than worry about playing a defensive game if there's overlap in the venn diagram of me and marisol
2: great and uh the last question for this round is going to be tim with the insight
1: okay so this question is for uh christian harloff so we heard that you're on your time on spin from the real that you've talked about how you'll be running Star Wars matches especially with the non-title ones being digital and for just patrons only. And there's been some notable frustrations seen on social media, and especially including the one on subreddit. And I'm just curious, uh, so uh, are, will we know eventually the uh, concrete plan for how the Star Wars division will be run this season or and how close are we uh, to it?
4: Well, will we know? I mean, I hope so. That's I mean, that's the thing. As far as frustration goes on Reddit, I never heard those two words together ever um but as far as it goes to um the star wars division um i that, first of all what you said tim n- in no way no one confirmed that star wars is on patreon That 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 didn't happen. What I said was that it's been floated around, and we've talked about it, and I actually made it very clear inside. It was actually posted incorrectly on on Reddit. I saw that, Um, and I wish that the whole interview would have been posted on Reddit. If they're just going to instead of taking like the little snippets there, because I I actually had a message to all of Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, everybody, and I wish that they would have posted that. But they 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 kind of pick and choose over there sometimes what they want to post. The Star Wars stuff itself, um, uh, I. If, they, if they're frustrated with it, it's too bad because it could be the only way that we possibly have it. We don't have a way to do. If you guys come up with an idea of how you think we can do Star Wars, um, then let me know. But you have to realize this. We have three flights per shoot. Three. So if it's a matter of getting Marisol McKee out to play against Sam Levine and then other matches that I have to get in the singles and teams, Star Wars, is, Star Wars has seven to 12 people. That are all out of town. So it is impossible to do it. And the other thing is that there needs to be more stuff on Patreon in general that we want to be able to offer. So in order to do that, the idea would be to have those matches, let them let the contenders play, and then the title match itself would then be part of titans that's the idea and nothing is nothing is finalized it's just that they wanted to float out and honestly it's what i said on spin from the real i wanted to float it out there and if there's frustration and people don't want to join them you know then unfortunately we just might not have much of a star wars division that year and that's totally fine but we have to do money as we all told as kids money don't grow on trees and we have to figure out a way to make to make it all work thank you
2: great Um, And then for the next round of questioning, we have one more special guest. Joining now, Lady Justice herself, Marisol McKee.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, you have the Justice herself, the movie trivia showdown champion of the world, Lady Justice Marisol McKee. She is here and Sam is also here with this round. Um, Obviously, Marisol and Sam, um, before we get into it uh, with the questions, if I may. Sam, would you like to say anything to the champion before, uh, before this round starts?
0: Uh, I, I, I can't say these words enough, uh, champ. It is an honor to play against you. What you have done in this league since you started playing is the thing of legend. And I consider myself extremely lucky that things went my way against the Barbarians so that we can match heads and please don't hurt me.
4: It's <laughs> not too bad. And Marisol, <laughs> anything to Sam?
9: I hey I've I've now that I'm here kind of at the top I only want to play the best and I can't ask for more of the best than than you Sam honestly um so I'm I'm at the top and I just want to play the best and I'm ready for the best um so I'm just excited to see where this goes
4: all right Susan
2: great so we'll be taking our first question uh for Marisol from Colton
3: Uh, Hey Marisol um I asked Sam a little while earlier about um if Paul Oyama were to cash in his free for all on Friday does that concern you with your match on Friday?
9: Honestly no I I've had my eye on Oyama ever since he ever well obviously ever since he won the free for all but especially since I won the belt I had a sneaking suspicion I've always had uh one eye over my shoulder, um, I'll be ready for him if he, if he decides to, to throw that curveball at me, I'll be ready.
2: Great. Next question from Dagan from Let's Get Ready.
5: Hey, Lady Justice. Good to see you again. You too, Dagan. Uh, we saw what was possibly the greatest showdown scene of all time this past week. Uh, a lot of emotions going on with corruption right now. So how is that affecting you going into this big title match? And, how will the results of this event, because it's a big night for corruption, chance in there as well, how will that affect your uh, path with corruption moving forward?
9: Um, it's a lot. A lot has happened. Um, I'm still wearing a lot of that. It's it's wearing heavy. I'm not going to say I'm in a completely happy place. I'm still processing a lot of that. Um, and losing the coyote was pretty rough, um, I'm not going to lie, um, but it's also helped me oddly in a way, kind of hyper-focus and, and separate separate what's going on and focus that much more on what I need to do um, and the task at hand. Um, and in a direct way, it's actually kind of fueling my, my enthusiasm, and my passion and my drive and my focus going and representing and keeping keeping corruption that much stronger in a time of such doubt. Um, so I've been channeling that energy into this um, for um, for everything that's going to happen, and I know Chance is feeling the same way going into Friday. So that's where my head's at for this. Next question, Luke
6: from Galaxy Geeks. There, so so my question is: In the past, you mentioned that you weren't the biggest acting person, but we saw in this past week how incredible of an actor you really are. And I wanted to ask, what was it that really brings that out of you like what what headspace brings you makes you able to really act the way you have been recently
9: um caring about what you're doing and i care about the schmodown more than which I, a lot of us do but passion number one first and foremost for everything um i love this world i love all these people that i've met talking to all of you guys makes it even better um and I believe in it. I believe in the and I believe in what Christians created, um, and that makes everything, all the inspiration, all the motivation, all that just flows. It actually, even if something like like I've never done, like like taken an acting class or been in, in any kind of like production like that, um, when you have the right motivation and the right inspiration, the right things, um, and, um, fueling you, giving you, giving you a reason to do what you're doing, you'd be shocked the, the places that you could pull things and some things just feel so right. Um, I'm not saying sign me up, you know, don't sign me up for anything after that. I'm not about to go try to be in a TV show or something like that, but, uh, this specifically, um, it, it's, it's, it just feels so right. And you feel the right instincts pulling you in certain directions when you're around people, um, when you're around your people and people who love and care about what they're doing. Um, uh, surrounded by things that you love like movies and all that made everything kind of a no-brainer when I'm stepping into doing new things like like entering now into the studio and doing cut scenes with everybody which I've been dying to do ever since I first joined this league um, and it's been it's been a smoother transition than I thought because of all the people involved
2: next question from Jake Berlin
7: well, first of all, on behalf of Jill, she said that she'll be doing everything she can to make sure deception returns one day. Because um, she, I think she was the most heartbroken out of everybody. Um, but I yeah, look, so. th- uh, th- there's there's obviously a lot of pressure with defending a title in a singles title match, especially in the showdown. Um, but when it is someone up against, you know, Sam Levine, who has a long long history in this league, who came back, he's playing, he had his first match last week. Is there any more added pressure? now that it is someone like Sam compared to uh, someone who maybe is just a year or two into this league?
9: Um, yes and no, but for, for different reasons, like um, I'm really excited to play Sam. Um, I'm, I'm ready to leave nothing on the table because as we've seen against his match against barbarian, he's, he's, he he acts like he don't doesn't know what he's doing, but but this is this is this is a legend of the game. This man knows exactly what he's doing. Don't let him fool you. Uh, he he has shown he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, he hasn't missed a step at all. He's he's as lethal as ever. Um, he's proving why why he's in those conversations about the great uh, of the game. And and I I know that once you know you're going to be playing somebody of that caliber, it's it helps. It takes kind of the pressure off in a weird way, because no matter what, I know I'm going to give my best. Um, I, that's, that's what I hope to do every time I step out there. That's, that's my aim every time I go out there. Um, and there's kind of a a pressure off when, when you're a player, when you know that, um, that you could just put everything you have into it. Um, and you know, the person opposite you is going to do the same. Uh, and there's nothing to hang your head about. Um, when a match like that happens, like whatever the outcome's going to be. If, if you lose, there's nothing to hang your head about. If you win, it's going to be that much sweeter. It's going to be, it's going to feel that much that that's sicker when it happens. Um, if I were playing somebody who um, was kind of fresh and kind of new to it, or kind of like in a situation, like it's spectacular where I was playing this rookie sensation who, who was undefeated, who uh, up until that evening, hadn't even been defeated in any of the divisions Um I feel uh, a little bit more pressure, I guess, in those situations because you know nobody nobody wants to lose to the new kid. You know that kind of that kind of situation. Um, uh, but even even there, still, I'm able to focus in that situation too, as 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 you saw. I handled I handled my business. That's spectacular, um, and I'm welcoming the situation. I'm not shying away from the pressure at all, and I'm ready to handle my business again on Friday. Great. Next question from Megan.
2: At call to action.
8: Thank you very much. Given Marisol, now that you have been in two live events, you're now entering into a studio title match situation. Have you approached the preparation any different or can you get a little insight on what you do to calm your nerves or anything entering into those situations?
9: I feel um, the biggest hurdle for me was the live events. Um, I had no idea how I was going to I I had no idea how that was going to go down. Um, And hopefully I didn't fall on my face figuratively and literally Um, and did, did pretty okay for myself. Um, So that, that, once you start putting those kind of firsts behind you, it makes, obviously makes every next step a lot easier. Um, The only thing I was kind of nervous about with studio is, um, is a new challenge where we're turning up, we're cranking up. We've got a whole new thing going on. Uh, with season nine this season now being in the studio and getting back to that 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 full that full that full dish of SmoDown the whole the whole shebang with with the entertainment and um, the cutscenes not just the trivia and not just um, not just just the presence but really throwing in the entertainment aspect um, and trying to fill in my biggest thing is still trying to fill in which I'm still trying to work on is. Um, getting ready to now that we're going to be in studio is trying to fill in those moments in between um, with putting forward as much as my character as possible. Um, So that's, that's bringing up a new, a new uh, minor set of uh, uh, new territory for me, I guess as a competitor that I haven't had to face before, which isn't, which isn't making me nervous. It's making me excited because I'm I've been ready to grab each new situation as I've grown in this game by the horns and I'm about to grab this bull by the horns now.
2: Great. And the final question for this
1: round is going to be from Tim with the insight. Hello, Marisol. So, hey. so outside of, uh, Paul Yama yeah, uh, possibly cashing in his free for all title shot, uh, with the challenge of now facing a more established former champion and recently a former manager who knows the game very, very well, as well as it's all of its changes. Has it added more to the gravity of this, uh, matchup, uh, for you and for your manager, Shannon Barney, uh, and training to aim for possibly the opportunity to become the first singles champion with three consecutive title defenses, especially to start your third season off on that challenge.
9: Yeah, uh, this is, there's going to be a lot going into Friday. Um um, like I was saying, corruption's kind of uh we just we're kind of thrown for a loop, we're a little frazzled right now um and a win on Friday would go a long way in 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 at least you know we've obviously got a lot to talk about off screen, but it would be a good first step in keeping keeping us on track um keeping the faction together um I want to believe that my faction is going to be for me there, be there for me no matter what, whether I win or lose. And I, I have that confidence. Um, I still want to talk more with Shannon, but I feel that confidence. Um, and I don't want to let that overshadow what I do. I'm still pretty good about still pretty good about separating separating uh, myself from the pressure, which is the only way I've really been able to get through uh, these past championship battles that I've had. Um, I broke through a pretty big barrier back in September playing against Ethan. And it's like, I said, it's spectacular. Like I I'm, I'm not done. I'm ready to keep going. And the thought of being right here on the cusp of being able to do something somebody has never done defend three times is, is I'm, I'm salivating of just thinking about it. I'm chomping at the bit and I'm ready to do that. And it's making me more excited instead of, uh, instead of more nervous. It's making me more excited because I have uh, another chance right in front of me to really, 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 really accomplish something special and keep this going. And that, that's, that's making me feel, that's fueling me up. That's amping me up better than any, any pregame ritual can. Great. Okay, that's going to be
2: this round. Um, Sam, you're more than welcome to stay with us for the final round of questions. But if you need to hop, that's totally fine as well.
0: I'm I'm happy to hang if if Sick. you guys have questions for me, uh, a, a nod or just raise a hand saying like yeah hang and we'll. Otherwise, I, I love Marisol, but she's terrifying to hear talk about what she's <laughs> just preparing what I mean to do. And she's getting in my head, guys. Yeah, if you so, guys so... do, you guys have more questions for me. You don't have to. There's no pressure. Oh, you do. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll hang. I'll hang. All right. Okay. Okay. am just so gonna, gonna do start this off. And Marisol talk.
2: We're going to start our final round of questions. uh, And then after this, we're going to wrap up. So first question for the final round is going to go to Colton.
3: Uh, Okay. My uh, last question is for Christian. With all these people coming up from the fan leagues uh, and, you know, being in title matches like Marisol or Adam Collins or Chance Ellison or Amaru Moses or Paul Ayama, is there anyone from the fan leagues that you've noticed that spark your interest and, as a person who like I, my show, we talk about the fan leagues every week. So I would be ashamed if I didn't ask about it.
4: Well, that's great that you did. And I should probably, uh, um, do you tag the schmodown when you post your episodes? Uh, not, not always. You you, sh- you should. Cause that's usually how I know about the shows when they, when they tag the down. Um, cause I'd like to hear that stuff because I'm not as, uh, tuned into the families as I once was because we have a different, system now with the way that fcl worked and i will say this just a quick correction maybe the marisol played in the family she didn't come from the family she came from the uh we, we found her in orlando we found her in, a, in the crowd in orlando and we and her and i had a conversation at the bar afterwards and i and i had suggested her going to play in the leagues afterwards and then she she did so i already had my eye on marisol but um but that's not to say the Paul Yamas and Chance Ellisons and, and people in, and Adam Collins who have come from, there's been a lot of very successful ones. Um, we've also changed up the criteria and what we look for in a player. All those players that we just mentioned are fit the what the Schmodown player is. But as you've seen when you're watching Titans, we have that advertisement now for auditions. It's open all year round. Um, we're looking for people who just who not only have the, um, who have the trivia skill. You know, we're looking for people who have who, who understand what Marisol just said to you guys before. And that's and she's been very humble. She was fantastic in, in everything that she's done as far as performance, microphone stuff, all of that. And we're looking for that. We're looking for people who want to be part of her show. So there's other thing I'll correct Marisol on. She is on a TV show right now. And uh, and so she is absolutely um, that that that's building. And that's what we want people to know, because Sam will tell you when we started doing this thing from even in season three there are people that came in that were just like playing trivia and then they started some not, and if it hadn't been for john roca playing in the doing the character stuff too which a lot of people didn't respond to the players very well um that's what evolved into now everybody knows it and everybody accepts it and everybody knows it's part of the show so i would love to learn more but i would like those players from the fan leagues to submit audition tapes so i can look at them i will say this and i posted it on twitter the other day um we found somebody the other day that is really something special and I'm hoping uh, that, and I will say that I've already offered this person a contract and this person is uh, now, if this person can really is is as good in trivia as we hope um, this could be, this could be a, 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 a big star in the making, at least fingers crossed. All right.
2: Thank you. Great. Next question will be from Dagan from let's get ready.
5: Yeah, so this one could be for both, the, both Sam and Marisol here, but there's a lot of history on the line in this match. Uh, Sam's attempt to possibly go 9-0. and uh, Sam, I don't know if you know this, but you haven't lost a singles match since July 7th, 2017. So quite the streak there. Marisol as well, as Tim mentioned, going for three title defenses in a row in singles. That hasn't happened before. Uh, also 7-0 and last year, the chance to go 8-0 here, which would tie Sam's record uh recently setting that for that, so share a little uh, bit about the historical significance of this match and what it sort of means to you to be part of it
3: ladies first
9: oh i i'll I'll just be a broken record over here i mean i it's it's gonna be a win win for the fans that's that's for damn sure it's gonna be a win lose for one of us but um <laughs> but <laughs> but uh but definitely win win for the fans and and i can i can separate the two i am excited because i i know it's going to be it's going to be i'm going to be proud of it i think no matter what happens i have full confidence in myself and and i have full confidence in in sam not to go easy on me and he better not cuz i don't want him to um <laughs> just say it uh but yeah i i I have a really important opportunity in front of me here, um, not just for myself, but for, but, but for everything um, to, to, to push, to push the game forward in a lot of ways that I I will be proud to be a part of that, pushing it forward. And I don't take that lightly. Um, um, I haven't taken my involvement in any of this lightly uh, at any point, um, which is why I love it so much. One of the reasons why I love it so much. And, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't let that distract From from just having fun with the game in general, but also just keeping in mind how extra special it would be to really keep pushing this game forward and and carve a little piece of history out and do something, continue to do something that has never been done. So that's that's motivating me for sure.
0: Um, For me, uh, you know, the records and things like that are are fun to to think about and talk about, uh, but it's one match at a time for me. Um, and I, I, do, I will say uh, that defending that singles belt more than twice has proven to be incredibly difficult for uh, a lot of players, and if there is a player in the Schmodown who I believe is easily capable of breaking that unbroken streak, it's Ms. Marisol McKee, uh, without question. She is as locked in a player as I've ever seen. So um, I, I I feel like I've I've said it before. I'm going to need to get very lucky to keep things competitive.
2: Great. Next question from Luke at oh, uh, Galaxy Geeks.
6: Um, this is a question for Christian. Have you thought of when weeks when there is a Patreon event on Friday releasing an exposition exposition? Oh, well, I can't even say it. Match for the viewers who are not Patreon members. Basically, because YouTube likes consistency. Basically.
4: Um, so yeah, listen, as far as material goes and things that we should put up, yeah, I want to put some more stuff up during that time, but it goes back to the same answer that I was telling Tim before Luke. And that's just, it's, it's production dollars, right? It's like every, every thing that we do, because that's the other thing, Dan, to answer your question and Tim's previous question was that, um, you know, these star Wars players, like think about it like this, when you have all the talent that you have and you have a pool of, of how much you can spend per month on the talent to make sure that everybody's there and you don't have star Wars already, um, equated for, right. And, and then you're going to put it on Patreon. Well, then you got to come up with a new pool somehow. Hence the reason to think about the idea for Patreon, setting goals, trying to say, okay, if we hit X amount of things, we can do that amount of matches. And the same thing goes for something that you're suggesting, right? Like an exhibition match. We still need to figure out who's going to be in that exhibition match. Who's going to produce that who's going to engineer it? Um, is it going to be an in-studio match? Is it going to, if so, then we, that means one more day, uh, one more, uh, you know, uh, a couple more hours to, to shoot in studio. So everything needs to be planned out in time, but that's not to say that there can't be other stuff in its place, whether it's a preview special or it's a conversation of me just turning on my camera and talking to everybody in, in that spot. Because I don't disagree with you. Last Last night, I actually had that thought that shoot, there should probably be something there while we're, you know, while we're waiting. But um, but look, as I said on on Spin from the Reel, if everybody watches the show, if everybody comments while you're watching it live, share it. If you can join Patreon, great. That is, that is, that is the, the ultimate goal. If you can join Patreon, if you buy merch for your favorite fan, your favorite competitors or that type of stuff. But the main thing, share it, like it, uh, comment. If you're watching on it, Uh, when you're watching live and you're commenting inside the chat, also comment on the page and then we'll respond to it. And that's how more people see it when it's out there and the interaction. So we keep getting that. Then hopefully we can, we won't have to worry about this kind of problem in season 10.
2: Next question from Jake Berlin.
7: Uh, This one's for both Sam and Marisol. Uh, You you both have had a long history with the showdown. Sam obviously playing for a long time and Marisol uh, being a fan and now playing as well. Uh, as far as like this new version of Shmodown, the reboot, um, many of us have said that it's it feels like the version the Shmodown should have always been from the get-go. Like this is what the ultimate version of the Shmodown looks like. How does how do you uh, feel it, it feels when you walk inside that studio? How do you perceive it on your end, being a player, being a fan, and now actually participating in this new version of the Shmodown?
3: Ms. McKee? Oh, you can.
7: You
9: have. Oh much yeah, you to do this? All right. You have much more to talk about in this regard than I do. Look, you
0: got. You <laughs> got to learn to walk before you can run. So while I love what reboot is, we don't get to where we are now without all the previous seasons before it, um, and that is a testament to Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and everyone who makes the show happen. Um, like the, this is not the kind of show that. I think in anyone's wildest dreams we could have put together in season one like this is the evolution of everything that's come before it and I personally love what season nine looks like and how it's felt in my one match so far that I've played, Um, but uh, in terms of uh, remind me what the rest of that question was.
7: It's just the version of it, how you feel it is, and, and just the ultimate look of everything as well.
0: Yeah, so basically, yeah, I, I love the way it looks. I love the direction we're going. Um, you know, uh, Christian Harloff, the chairman, talked before about how in the early, early days, really uh, the only characters we had, you know, were the outlaw and maybe Finstock, you know? And so now everyone is trying as, as hard as they can in a really fun, creative way to bring their own flavor. To the schmodown to you know th- their voice, their character their their persona, whatever it is that that you know they feel like is missing from the schmodown, somebody wants to bring that, and uh I think as as fun as the movie trivia is for a lot of us uh seeing these characters be part of this world as well is equally as fun for both the people doing it and the people watching, so I think. So far, this is the most perfect mixture of movie trivia and great characters uh that the show's ever put together
2: All right Marisol anything you want to add
9: oh yeah i yeah that's 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 it that captures it like i i i didn't want to be a part of this just so I could answer questions about movies. I could do that anywhere I could do that in a bar like i i i came here, I came to this because I wanted to be a part of the Schmodown and everything that it embodies. Um, so I'm just, I'm still, Sam, Sam's already there. Sam's been there, obviously, for a long time, but I want to keep trying to get, I have a constant goal, keep trying to, especially now coming into season nine, um, like I said, I'm excited to now become, uh, to try to keep leveling up and keep uh, becoming worthy of what what the show what the show is always striving to be about, this full package um and and i'm really excited about that the, the, everything looks so that the set is the set looks so sexy i i have i am so excited to be a part of the studio in season nine right. St- stop
0: being so humble by the way you, you are worthy. You're, well <laughs> worthy you're more than worthy well, you guys thank you i appreciate okay, it great and
2: for the final question of the final round it'll be tim from the Insight.
1: Okay, so this is a question for all three, uh, Marisol McKee, Sam Levine, and Christian Harloff. So knowing that this is the uh, first championship match of the uh, season, and of course the first championship match in the studio with that uh, beautiful setup, what do you hope to uh, bring into this matchup to to make it hopefully one of the most memorable ones of the season at this early stage?
4: Well if i could talk for both uh, sam and marisol here um i i don't have to bring anything in particular f- for this for directed at me like because i have the greatest uh player right now and that's marisol mckee going up against one of the greats in sam levine and that, that speaks for itself you know and it's the build-up for it it's the it's the I mean, there's a lot of times as the show itself will have its elements and will have the story that you're looking for and, and 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 excited to see. But then there's also times that, you know, there'll be times that the story is going to be the reason you tune in. And then there's going to be times that you're just tuning in to watch an epic match. And I think that's where we land on on Friday night. You're as I mean, remember, I'm, a, I'm as much of a fan of this as you guys are. So it's going to be surreal for me to watch Sam Levine playing for the championship again. And it's going to be surreal for me to see Maris Sommacki, who's a so much in her young career she's only been I mean remember this is only her third season and look at how much she's already accomplished you know so like to watch these two go at it Tim there's not much that we have to do besides just put on the show the production that we do but as far as an overall show yeah there'll be scenes and there'll be those things that you guys will get for sure but the match is going to speak for itself great anything
2: else to add or shall we wrap
4: I will let to address Luke from the Galaxy Geeks. Um, you guys give Brandon Hanna too hard of a time, man. <laughs> Brandon Hanna Brandon Hanna is a very different type of character. You keep watching what he's going to do. I think that it's a very different situation between like him and Lon. Uh, Brand, you'll you'll see. Keep keep an eye on Brandon Hanna.
6: Oh, I'm excited. I I I've, I love him to death. That's why we bring him up. I know. So
4: I, I kid with you. I love your show. You guys are you guys are very are very like the, maybe the nicest people on the planet. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, great. I have no, well, thank,
1: I have no more ahead. questions. That's all.
2: All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we really appreciate you joining. Thank you to Marisol. Thank you to Sam for joining. Thank you to Christian, as always. Um, and uh, we'll be back in touch about the next press conference. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks for Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Thank you.
9: Good to see all of you. Bye. Bye. Bye.